Well, hi everybody, Gonk Holskin here for the Awful Neutral Podcast. I'm currently taking a break from swabbing the dick of my airship. Captain Mount doesn't know I'm shirking my duties to tell you how much I appreciate you listening to the Awful Neutral Podcast. As a total barbarian pirate, I don't often get to express my softer side. Underneath this hard shell beats a tender heart, and you made it grow at least two sizes because of your support. Now, if you'd be totally awesome and give us a five-star rating and a nice review on iTunes, it would make my heart swell up another size. Some say it's only healthy to have a heart this big, but it worked for Fantasy Lance Armstrong, so it works for me. Oh, oh, uh, I'm getting a mental message from Captain Mal. She says, get back to work! I guess she can see me from the crow's nest. Anyway, please join our Patreon for exclusive content and more. And thanks again for listening to the Awful Neutral Podcast. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. I listened to the first one again, and uh, there's a part, I think it was you, Damien, I laughed so hard. When you, you shit yourself? When you guys were talking about porn and you're like, oh, the stepmoms are like when they get stuck. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah man. Funny. That shit was uh, funny. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah, Jody West is a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big bear porn, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I like when they get stuck, eh? <laughs> yeah, he said, like, I like when the stepmama bears... Uh, <laughs> like, oh, shit. They get stuck under the coffee yeah. table when they're cleaning. <laughs> I have to edit out. You could hear Jesse's awkwardness in the silence. Oh, my God. Did he say that? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, hesitant laughs. How do you edit out awkwardness? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Awful Neutral Podcast. Today we'll be playing Honey Heist 2, Fairly Redeemable. Did we veto Honey Heist 2 Electric Boogaloo? Was that on the table? That is actually taken by Critical Role. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo is like an actual movie. Yeah. It's called Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo, Mm -hmm. and that's where Critical Role got it from. Thank you. That's where everybody gets it from. Thank you for mansplaining that. Is explaining something always mansplaining if you're a man? (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Only when you're as manly as you, Dungeon Master. Yeah. Listen, mansplaining is when you have to explain something to somebody because they don't... Un- Stop Dave-splaining to me. <laughs> well, let's get out of mansplaining. And into my car? <sighs> and into bear-splaining by introducing our first bear, Damien Mercado. Why don't you go ahead and introduce your bear? Tell us a little something about him. I'm a Grizz, not a Barrington, and uh, my uh, favorite thing to do is uh, practice uh, high kicks. I... Uh, <laughs> can't do them because I'm a fucking bear, but, uh, you know, they're still pretty sweet. And back again for this adventure of Honey Heist is Dave Wright. Why don't you go ahead and introduce your bear? Hey, y'all. My name's Tom Fan. I'm a sun bear from Southeast Asia. I'm about five foot six, about 150 pounds, and I can smell honey from a mile away. Also got a real long tongue. That'll come in handy later. (laughs) (laughs) And back with us again is Jesse Egan. Jesse, why don't you introduce your bear? 
Hello, the handle is uh, Snowpoke. I am a washed-up hacker and a polar bear who is good at swimming or perhaps drowning. We shall see how I roll. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. <laughs> yeah. It's lovely to have you. And Dave Callens, why don't you go ahead and introduce your bear? Oh, hey, guys. I'm Bamboo Bigelow. I'm the last panda on earth that I know of. <laughs> that is depressing. Seems <laughs> like his real character. <laughs> Maybe you should have uh, had a sex a bit more in captivity, eh? That sounds disturbingly <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> I kept putting myself out there for you, big guy, and you kept turning me down. One of those awkward moments. I could sense Jesse's tension. Whenever things go sexual, Jesse tends to pop. He tightens up. Snow your roll. And this week we have a special guest cast member, Bijan Mustafavi, playing his own version of a bear. Why don't you go ahead and introduce your bear? Uh, my name is my, my, my name is Thuna, and I'm a honey badger, and I'm here to take control of this here heist because all these bears are stupid, and I'm smarter than all of them. I am smarter than your average bear, so I'm here to take control of the heist. Also, I can flip my anus inside out and terrify it, but... Good God. <laughs> That's actually Bijan as a person, not as bear. Yeah, not the character. <laughs> what can your bear do? <laughs> oh, I'll kill you, Dave. <laughs> With that horrible image, let's get into the adventure. When last we joined our bears, they were met by an old black bear who had them go and retrieve the queen bee from Mr. Dandy's candy factory. The group had gotten into some wild adventures going through the candy factory, killed Mr. Dandy's right-hand man, and exited the building through his elevator, only to return to their cave to find out they were tricked by this old black bear who wasn't a black bear after all. It was Chaz Privilegington, one of the cousins of the Privilegington family, and had duped them, passing most of them out with a spell from his hands, only leaving Snowpoke left to fight him off. Snowpoke was unsuccessful, and Chaz Privilegiton was able to make off with the Queen Bee. But that's not where this story picks up. Where this story picks up is back in the candy factory, as a small mechanical bird sits watching, recording the bears as they go through the candy factory, videotaping them and their every actions, taking special note on what they're capable of, what each one of them seems to be good or bad at, and recording the death of Ricky Hugsworth. As the group jettisons out of Mr. Dandy's glass elevator out of the roof and heads back over towards their cave, this mechanical bird follows in flight and sits on a perch and watches as the group is knocked out and taken advantage of, not in a sexual way, sorry if that came out that way, but taken advantage of by Chaz Privilegington. It did. I hope nobody does anything while I'm hibernating, eh? After the events going down in front of the cave, the bird flies off, begins heading northeast towards Folksome Prison. As it approaches the prison, it lands on the top floor of a large building on the northwest corner of the prison called 
Rakatomi Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> nice. As the bird goes in between a couple of the bars and on the top floor, lands next to a overweight wood elf, now thinning out a bit due to not being fed, and begins to explain the adventures of the unbearables and what they did to his factory. Mr. Dandy is chained, bound in the middle of this room, seeming with no way to get out. Mr. Dandy says a couple quiet words to this bird, and this bird takes flight back to the direction of the Unbearable's cave. And as this bird's flying back to the cave, we're going to find out what the Unbearables are up to. Snowpoke, what have you been doing to mentally recover from what happened at the cave? I have been uh, uh, living with my own great shame. I sit by the fire, stare into the flames, and smoke copious amounts of quote-unquote peace pipe. It is a stereotype that the peace pipe is is weed, and I do not want to perpetuate that. But it is. <laughs> uh, yes, it's, it's totally weed. Are you going to uh, share that peace pipe there, uh, Snowpool? Yes, uh, we'll share the pipe to any who share. My shame! Do any share? <laughs> In the shame? Boy, I feel bad. I failed to protect the group. Uh, we got taken advantage of. I forgot to, uh, I knew, uh, usually I can sense bad news. I will pass the Grizz, sh- are you doing anything... <laughs> in particular to get over the distraught of failing this mission, realizing you destroyed Mr. Dandy's candy factory? Grizz, not a Barrington, is shame-eating all the time. He goes down to the river and just starts eating salmon, berries. (laughs) You failed. You're a failure. Your mother was right about you, eh? You're just a big old dumb bear. Can I send smoke signals of apology into the universe (laughs) with my bonfire? Let's say go ahead and roll criminal for this. It's criminal. Criminal smokes. Seeing how Smokey the Bear would probably say not to start forest fires, I'm going to go ahead and say this is more criminal than, than anything go. else. I rolled a five. And we're at we're back resetting for everything. So you guys have reset. You guys are at three and three. So that's, that's a failure. A failure. <laughs> As you bring out a blanket and try to send smoke signals, the blanket catches on fire. Oh, no. Snowball. What do you do with this blanket? Oh, crap. I try to uh, trample on it to put it out. Stop, drop, and roll, buddy. Easy enough for for a bear. You're unsuccessful to send out these apology smoke signals, but you kind of learn from your lesson. It, it, maybe it's not right to play with fire. Maybe this this bear named Smokey that you heard of has has had the right lessons all along. Only you can prevent devastation to our fucking home, Snowpoke. I better put <laughs> out this fire. I've I've ruined my favorite blanket. This is a real bummer. Man, all you bears are stupid. Who the hell said that? Where's that voice coming from? Who, what, where? Where the hell? Down, 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 down here, man. Just look down here. The smart people are down here. There's some sort of a ferret addressing us. What the hell? Damn it, listen. Is that an inverted anus? Oh my gosh, it's about to be. <laughs> you want this anus to come out? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, I'll pull this anus right out right now. There's a weasel with butthole problems addressing us. Bamboo is a little uh, a little startled by this rat that's wandered over to the area, so he's trying to shoot away with a broom. <laughs> shoot. Go on now. Yeah. Yo, yo, excuse me. I said excuse me. You're not supposed to hit me with that tool with the bristles. Get him, Bamboo. Get him. Get him. Chase him out of here. This is bear territory. 
No, why, why is this slow bear hitting me? As you guys sit there bickering with this honey badger, Varmint, you hear rustling up in the trees above you. I detect rustling from above. <laughs> I may be a retired thief, but it seems like something might be sneaking up on us from up there. I think it's just that marijuana you got smoking. I can't tell anymore with all this damn burning blood. Bur he burned a blanket, too. Man, that wasn't even a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> the new guy's right. As you guys look up after bickering with each other, you see a mechanical sparrow up in the tree above you. Kill it. Kill it. It's a mechanical sparrow. Let's kill it. Please do not kill me. I I would not like that at all. All right. How, how are you, gentle murdering bears? How are you? Gentle murdering bears. I mean, I'm kind of entering a bulk phase, trying to pack on as much mass as I can, but... Uh doing okay aside from that yeah i mean we didn't fail recently at all you always look like you've been in a in a staycation <laughs> did i hit snowpoke's peace pipe too hard or are we talking to a robot bird hey bird are you real you are in fact talking to a robot bird i am an employee of the candy factory that you all just ripped off to help lord privetington Unbeknownst to you guys. We also killed a guy. That mouse was dead when we found him. You know, we feel real bad about that. Yes, it is my greatest shame. A video projection of Bamboo Bigelow putting Pop Rocks into the mouse's head and it exploding begins playing in front of you as a video player from the bird's eye begins playing the video. That could be any panda. No, no, that was me. Watch this part. <laughs> Man, he's trying to help you. You shut your mouth. Uh, this bird had the perfect recording uh, angle to sh see the explosion behind you as you slow motion walk away from the dead mouse's exploding head. Looks so goddamn cool, eh? Bamboo does not share our shame. That's why he sh does not share this peace pipe. <laughs> the reason I am talking to you today is Mr. Dandy. I went and reported to him what happened and how you guys were duped by Lord Pilgington, and he requested, in order to make up for your misdeeds, that you all help him break out of prison. He promises that with his assistance, uh, if, if you assist him, that he will guide you towards the Queen Bee, and he will allow you to have custody of the Queen Bee, allowing you all to have all the honey that you could possibly ever imagine. All right, we've been uh, tricked before, eh? We can imagine a lot of honey, you know. Hey, 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 Bird, I'm the, I'm the leader down here. Can you can you see me, Bird? Uh, yes, little one, I can see you. Yes, how are you? Yes, yes, do you know what kind of animal I am a honey but I'm not a ferret, I'm not a rat, I'm not a mouse. I'm not a, any other rodent you could just step on. I am the leader. I am the smart of this group. Yes, I was actually going to come and find you after with the, the rest of the group, but you seem to have found him here. I heard you were the only creature to ever break out of Rakatomi Plaza. Yes, that would that that would be me, and I, I would like to I would like to speak for the group, please. Uh, yes, go ahead. Uh, we will break that motherfucker straight out of jail if that's what you say we gotta do. And I'm speaking for the whole group right now, because I'm the brains. You guys, why are we watching a world talk to a robot bird? Man, I'm a 
Honey, I'm a honey badger. I've told you guys like so many times I'm a honey badger. Hey, Snowpoke, did you put him in charge? Because I thought you were in charge, eh? Well, I do not know why we are listening to this anus weasel talk <laughs> to a robot bird. But uh, I will say, if this will expunge the great shame of our previous deeds, we should go and free this man. Thank you, Snowpoke. What about you two bears? I agree, I agree. And there's three of us here, little one. Yeah, but you don't count as the real bear, you just fall out of trees. He's been spying on us, he knows us really well, eh? I, there's no way he'd know about Tom Finn's affinity for falling out of trees unless he had some sort of uh, magical psychic abilities, eh? I've been keeping an eye on you guys. I think he hit his head, too, because he said there's three of us when there's clearly four, plus this squirrel. So is that a group decision then that you'll assist Mr. Dandy in breaking out of prison? Man, there is no group decision. I already said yes. Yes, we will go with you, little birdie. Please, lead the way. Lead on, and we shall follow. But first, I have to grab these Lunchables and bring them with. These are, this is my secret stash of Lunchables. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I got into those Lunchables. I'm so sorry. I, I, I didn't know they were for a mission. I didn't. It's fine. It's fine. Let's move on. Follow that bird. As the group continues bickering, the bird begins flying northeastward towards Folksome Prison. It's a couple-day journey to get there. But on the morning of the fourth day, you arrive about midday and see the outside walls of Folksom Prison. Boy, we had some fun adventures over the last four days, didn't we, guys? That was pretty crazy. Mm. Yeah, this Suna guy really proved his leadership. I was a little doubtful at first, but, well, he, he just really took command of the situation, eh? I never thought I'd want to see a weasel show off his butthole that much, but <laughs> it saved us Listen. numerous times on the journey. And Snowpoke, who knew you could sing like that? Oh, I did. Uh, listen, don't uh, get me started when it comes to karaoke. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, I don't have an ending for that sentence. Too bad Tom Fan died. I'm right here these trees. Don't worry, I'll be down in a minute. Oh, God, I thought you were dead, Tom Fan. Dang it, he's back. That tree was too tall. That was a tall tree. I'm not sure if it was good that that wizard reanimated his dead corpse to still come along with us. Tom Fan, go ahead and roll bear to get out of this tree. <laughs> That's a palm tree. That's tall. I think it's just a, our memory of Tom Fan collectively following us around. <laughs> As you guys are talking about the death of Tom Fan, <laughs> <laughs> you hear rustling from a tree behind you. Then you hear a loud clump and fall to the ground as Tom Fan falls out of the tree. Without even looking, I say, oh, dang it, he's not dead. <laughs> Look, motherfucker, I'm the leader. I told you to die. <laughs> I can't wait for y'all to need me to suck on this everlasting honey gobstopper. I'm going to put my nuts in your mouth. <laughs> Did you find anything useful in the tree before you fell? Like eggs or perhaps coconuts or a view? Oh, anything at all. Or possibly your dignity. Tom actually found something very useful while he was up there. A personality. <laughs> Tom was able to get a, a skyward view of the prison. He could see the main prison off to the the east side of, of the jail. 
and on the northwest corner he could see Rakatomi Plaza. It appears there's some kind of distress going on in the prison. All guards are on deck and they're all surrounding the Rakatomi Plaza from what Tom Fan was able to see. Hey y'all, I was up there, I was looking down. There sure seems to be a lot of guards, a lot of things going on around down there. <laughs> then behind that there seems to be this giant place called some kind of plaza or something. Rakatomi Plaza. Anywho. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, the prison is now, you guys are in the tree line, and there's an opening. So I, I want to pat Tom on the shoulder and say, that'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> and while I was oh. up there, I can also see the Bam Bam Bigelow's going bald. I'm just so happy that you're alive. I don't care. Thank you, and I give him a big hug. <laughs> Stop hugging me so hard! Out in front of you guys, you can see there's about a hundred yard clearing from the forest to the front walls of this prison. It appears the front gates are open and there's streams of guards kind of coming in to the prison. It's just about at this time that uh, a squad car full of five guards pulls up next to the tree line and a couple of them get out to start taking a piss. Okay. Bamboo, you know how to drive one of these things? Oh, I can drive this. We should get their outfits and try to sneak in this way. Okay. Who's the stealthiest? Is anybody good at... Yes, I, I, I'm the stealthiest. I will do it myself. Listen, look down here. Down here? My, damn it. Look down here. Hello? Yes? Yes, I could do it. <laughs> that little furry turd keeps talking to us. <laughs> so, Suna, you begin taking the lead on this and begin sneaking your way over towards the van. Uh, you can see this isn't a normal group of humans. Uh, this isn't like the rest of the guard that's going in there. These looks like a special team. They're in a black van with a red stripe down the side with sideways open doors. Awesome. <laughs> in the driver's seat of the van is a very large, very muscular, dark-skinned human. And getting out of the van is three of the other ones. One dressed in kind of like a leather jacket. One is beautiful, majestic-looking face. And the other is an older-looking uh, human with light skin. Seems to be the leader. Seems to be kind of tactically in charge of the situation. But they all exit the vehicle and begin going over the tree line to, to urinate. Oh my gosh, you guys. I think it's Knight Rider. <laughs> <laughs> I admire that they all have coordinated their peeing. I don't know if we should attack the cast of Airwolf. Listen, I gotta take a pee too before I go break into there. Maybe we all should pee too. Mm, yes. Let's mm, everybody pee real quick. Let's all pee together. Okay, you guys all pee with no difficulty. Can we do like go up beside them like, hey guys, how's it going? We're just gonna pee right here next to you. I watched a movie once and it said, don't cross the streams. Yeah, they all are a little bit frightened of you, but they've, they've seen some shit back in the day. So they all kind of glance at this group of bears that just come out and just start urinating on the tree, kind of like <laughs> emulating what they're doing. They continue their stream, they, and they kind of look back forward, look at each other, and look back forward again, down at their dicks, and then back forward, and, and they're beginning to finish their urination process. I finished up a little bit sooner than everybody else. Maybe I could sneak off while everybody's still peeing. Yeah, go ahead and give me a criminal roll to not be seen. Yeah, you were successful, nice. and so move a point into criminal, so you're at four and two. As they're looking up and down, kind of checking around, like, cannot believe in what's happening to you, where, where are you intending to sneak to? Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, 
I'm, I'm sneaking over there to get us inside the... I'm getting the keys out of their car so we can get into that prison. He doesn't think too much for being the leader. I, I think we should try to knock these two out and take their uniforms. No, no, no. There's keys in the car, though. There's a driver, though, too. Well, he already said what he's doing. So, <laughs> Suna, are you getting to the back of this, this van? <laughs> I'm the, the sliding door is open. A large, dark-skinned human just turns and looks back at you and kind of gives you a what-the-fuck look. Uh, listen, Ving Rames. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the keys, and you cannot understand me because I'm a honey badger. I'm going to run out of this motherfucker. I'm out of here. Uh, I'd like to let out a big, terrifying roar. Use my ability to uh, terrify. Uh, go ahead and roll bear with advantage. Two sixes are not lower than three, so... <laughs> These humans have seen some shit, and they <laughs> see the bear yelling next to them, and they begin to pull out their guns and point it towards Grizz, not a bear. Oh, shit. I fucked up. I want to knock their heads together like a couple of coconuts. Go ahead and roll either bear or criminal, whichever you prefer, since you're at three and three. I feel like it's kind of a, a criminal maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> so then roll criminal, then. Four. God damn it. No, you go and grab around their head, and they grab you by the arm, and... They both flip you on and you land on your back at the same time. Ta-da! Like I meant to do that. <laughs> they began yelling at each other, saying some things you guys can't understand, uh, pointing the guns at you and trying to get back into the van. Can I go bite one of them in the ankles and then Snowpoke can sneak up on them? Yeah, which one are you trying to bite in the ankle? Uh, the one that got out of the driver's seat. Uh, he's still in the driver's seat. Do you want to bite him inside the driver's seat inside the van? Oh, he still is. Uh... No, one of the guys that got out on the left. Okay, that'll be uh, the handsome-looking one. I'll go ahead and make a bear roll to bite him on the ankle. Face man. That point will go into bear since you failed. So you're at yeah, you're at three and three now. So you go to attempt to bite this handsome-looking gentleman in the leg, and he punch you away. You fly and, and slam against a tree and land on the ground. This has been a very Keystone Cops segment right here. We've all failed at something. <laughs> Guys, I think we've bitten off more than we can chew. I want to do uh, like a uh, WWF move, like a, a wrestling WWE, whatever wrestling move, and do a double clothesline of these of these two uh, foes. <laughs> nice. A running double close. Tom fan, roll criminal. Uh, Snowpoke also roll criminal for your clothesline maneuver. Oh, I can't roll a bear thing as a. Uh... Uh, yeah, if that's more bear to you, then go ahead and roll bear. I'll say roll bear on that. I'm gonna growl very bear-like when I when I go to paw them, double paw them. Okay. That is very successful. Dave Wright, go ahead and roll a criminal roll to go in the van and steal the keys. The dark-skinned human is getting very pissed off, and he he sees you coming, and he begins attempting to punch you and chases you out <laughs> of the van. He's now outside of the van. You're running towards where Suna was just kicked into a tree. <laughs> But Jesse successfully knocked those dudes out, right? Snowpoke, you were at while this is going on, you were successfully able to clothesline all three with your big polar bear arms, able to clothesline all three of these gentlemen. They are now laying on the ground. Triple clothesline. I'm going to roll luck checks for them and see if they become unconscious. A three or higher, they uh, remain conscious. So one of them, which uh, ends up being the leader of the group, is the only one that remains conscious. Oh, nice. The handsome one and the, and the one in the leather jacket, they both are knocked out on the ground. But this, this leader of the group appears to be trying to scramble to his feet should anybody else want to attempt to do something. 
the uh, the muscly one with the ch- with the gold chains is chasing Suna, right? Uh, you know, he's chasing Tom Fan. Sorry. I want to intercept him. Uh, go ahead and roll bear for me. Motherfucker, six, <laughs> three sixes in a fucking row. God damn, damn it. You go to bite him. And you bite yourself. And completely miss. He then stops chasing Tom Fan, seeing that you were coming at him, and begins pounding his fist into his open other hand, begins saying, I pity the fool who tries to bite me. This was coming down to you and me anyway. Uh, he squares up to begin to fight you. What do you do? I'll be gentle. <laughs> and I want to do that like WWE move where like like the two wrestlers' hands clap together and they uh, wrestle for dominance like back and forth in a power struggle. I'll let you roll bear for that. You're at five bear now. So go ahead and roll bear. Try not to get a fourth six in a row or you're going to go full bear. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to use a flashback for criminal. Flashback to my sensei teaching me to just kick a guy in the groin. Mm, that is a good sensei. Okay, you're at you're at four bear, two criminal. Go ahead and roll. Roll to two. Successful. As you begin to lock, and this human believes he's in a fair competition of strength, you wind up and kick him square in the nuts. Nice. <laughs> right in the Canucks. As he collapses to the ground, with your strength, he's going to see if he's able to maintain consciousness and not vomit uncontrollably on the ground from this nut kick. He is unsuccessful. (laughs) He begins puking on the ground and then passes out. I grab all of his metal chains, uh, necklaces, and I put them around my neck. So we return to Snowpoke and Bamboo Bigelow, who are now standing over one male scrambling to get up to his feet and two unconscious gentlemen. Bamboo Bigelow, what are you doing? Oh, it's my turn now? Okay. Well, he got knocked down, but he wasn't unconscious. And I was thrown down when I failed at knocking him out, so I was going to try to steamroll the dude. Roll criminal for that? I feel like that's a bear, that's like a circus bear move, like rolling around on the ground. Sure, I'll, I'll go ahead and roll bear for that. Uh, got it. Yeah, you successful start rolling around the ground, roll on top of this guy. Uh, you land on top of his face and begin smothering him. Uh, he's going to roll luck to see if he dies or passes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Might, might have to add another teardrop tattoo to my face. <laughs> now that's one. He is br- struggling for air and you don't move, and then he just completely stops moving, and you completely stop feeling a heartbeat from this gentleman. Is the second guy you killed? Oh my god. <laughs> Dave's a murderous bear. You need to check your levels. So you've successfully knocked out this group of men. It appears you have some possible clothes attire that you guys could change into and now possibly have a way into Rakatomi Plaza. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna outfit myself into one of their uh, one of their clothing, some of their gear. Let me eat my hunt. Yeah, I'll put the clothes on while eating my hunt. There we go. Okay, so you point put a point in the bear. We knocked out three and um, Damien knocked out B.A. Baracus. Where'd the chick go? Oh, she's the reporter. There wasn't a chick. It was just... I thought you said there was five of them. I thought it was the whole A-team. Okay. My bad. You're the only one that puts her in the A-team. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as you... As Tom Fan and Suna get up, they look into the backseat of the van. They see a female sleeping, just lying down, kind of resting her eyes in the back of the van. She's asleep. Who's who's in there looking at her? I'm sorry. 
It's Tom Fan and Suna. They're in the. They be, they get up from after being chased and being kicked into a tree, respectively, <laughs> and take take a look inside the van after changing, and they see a female kind of laying down, relaxing, in the asleep in the back of the van. Hey Tom, I, I think that I think that girl's clothes would fit me. <laughs> I don't think you should take those off of her right now. There's rules against that. Why don't we bring the other guys over here real quick? I think we ought to maybe wake her up. Oh, so we can all take her clothes off? We sure are. And be careful, don't let Bamboo. Bamboo will murder her. You keep him in the back. Way in the back. Tom, just just get her clothes and I will have a disguise for myself. I don't think we're going to go do that right now. Why don't we just go ahead and wake her up and let her know that we are just friendly bands. All right, man, I'm the leader, but you, you, you know what? We're going to do your plan this time. Why don't you go ahead and wake her up, Tom? Why don't you wake her up and see what happens? Tom, are you waking her up? Yeah, I'm going to give her a light bear poke. Tom, do not forget, we cannot speak their language. I hear a power struggle going on in that van, eh? So, Tom, you poke this uh, female. She wakes up and immediately starts punching you in the face. She, <laughs> she sees Suna and begins immediately punching you, him in the face. Oh, damn, oh, damn it. And gets out of the van. She takes off and runs into the woods for self-preservation. Damn it, Tom. Now, now I ain't got no clothes. What kind of a leader are you? Where you let me go ahead and just start poking women? Suna, did you show her anus and she ran? What happened? No, I didn't even pull my anus out. I didn't even have a chance. Tom ruined it before my anus could come out. <laughs> Soon as you're sitting there bleeding from your nose, you look up and you can see that this female had some spare clothes in the back of the van. Possible change of clothes for you. Hey, Tom, I found some... <laughs> Excuse me, hey, I found some... <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> I found some little people clothes over here. He's my fetching. Oh, let me see. Can, can, can you put them on me for me? Yeah, you know what? You you dress, man. I'm the leader. You put these pants on me. I ain't doing that. Fine, I do it myself. Oh my gosh, they fit. What a little woman. So, just so we can figure out who everybody is dressed as, we have Grizz, who took the B.A. Baracus-type character's clothing. We have Suna, who took the female clothing. Do you three want to fight over who gets the other clothing? I feel like Jesse should be Hannibal. That's fine. Um, I don't know what, how he dresses. He always wears gloves on the uh, old show. I'll, so I guess I'm wearing gloves and maybe like... The one that Dave's killed, is, is his clothes covered in blood? No, he's suffocated. Who wants to be the other two between... Uh... I'll be I'll be Howlin' Mad Murdoch for sure, with the bomber jacket and the goofy baseball yeah, hat. Yeah, so... That is a good fit for you. I've got a big cigar for sure. Oh, yeah. And he's got a bandana knotted around, his, uh, almost like an ascot around his neck, which is something I could see a bear wearing. Snowpoke loves it when a plan comes together. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the big problem I just realized is that leaves Dave right to be face, and that is a terrible fit. Oh, my gosh. That's, that, that's going to ruin our mission. I got a blue dress shirt and some khaki pants and a sort of a khaki jacket and some leather gloves. And I got a white wig, even though I also have white hair. And a big cigar. So it, it seems by twist of fate that the Unbearables met up with a group of gentlemen who are called the B-Team. <laughs> <laughs> and happened to take all their clothing, you know, are fully disguised in human attire and seem to be 
on a course towards the prison where these gentlemen were headed. The keys are still left in the ignition there. Uh, should you decide to drive this van in there? So we can drive this into the into the prison. Listen, I'm the leader. I can't I can't see above the steering wheel, but I think we should drive this motherfucker straight in there. Well, I'm really good at driving. Bam, bam! If you could if you could drive, let's do this. I used to drive the clown car back at the circus. Yeah, I'd find clippers in there and I shave a mohawk into my uh, grizzly bear head. Let's do this, eh? Oh, nice. I, for for once, I agree with the butt ferret. It is time for us <laughs> to be the B team. Get in the van and let us head into this prison compound. Let's do it. All right, everybody, buckle up. Bamboo Bigelow, you'll be driving since you're the driver? Correct. Go ahead and give me a roll with advantage. I uh, got it on the first one. All right, yeah, move a point into criminal for being successful. Four and two now. You slam on the gas as this metallic bird lands inside the car as as the door closes and you take off towards the prison. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want this to be canon. I'm just saying this for humorous effect. It'd be funny if I ran over to the guys that were unconscious as I took off. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't want that great. to actually happen. <laughs> what was that? Fun, fun again. <laughs> They were on the side. They were on the. They all got knocked out on the sides of the the van. So you take off, go towards a prison. You successfully peel out and are jamming over there. It's at this point that the. Do we ever get this bird's name? Do you want to ask the bird its name? Hey, hey, bird guy. Uh, you got a name, or are you just a, a lifeless automaton? <laughs> My name is Calliope. I am an awakened warforged bird. I've been assigned to do menial tasks such as help out Mr. Dandy, but uh, here I am helping you guys out now. Oh, that's super cool too. What'd you, what'd you learn about us in your scouting report, T? Oh, I watched your, I observed your entire breaking into Mr. Dandy's candy factory, the the murder of his right-hand man, Ricky Hugsworth. Why didn't you help us? I, I'm not a fighter. I'm an observer and a reporter and uh, actually a deliverer of special things. I have one of one of these for each of you. It allows you for five minutes at a time to be able to understand the language and speak the language of anyone you interact with. I will, oh. you know, I'll give you five of them, each one to each of you, so you're able to communicate in this prison should you encounter people along the way. Oh, it's, it's great. So if we encounter the rapper Common, we can talk to him? Uh, yes, that, that'll be one of the many people that you can interact with. I think I hear crickets, eh? <laughs> <laughs> It's at this point the van begins to arrive through the front gates of the prison. Bamboo follows the trail of cars that leads towards the northwest corner of the prison, towards Rakatomi Plaza. So you have now just parked. You see the base of Rakatomi Plaza. It's surrounded by the guards for the prison. And there's a large, muscular gentleman with a mask over his face addressing all the guards. I have taken over the prison and I have given it to the prisoners. It is theirs now. They can do with it what they please. So, come arrest me, and have fun scaling the prison and getting to the top floor to take back what used to be yours. You see this male then begin to surrender himself and is taken into custody and placed in one of the back of the, the cars there. Hey, Calliope, is that the guy we're supposed to be rescuing, eh? Seems like he's fine. No, that 
That is a local terrorist uh, who has apparently taken over the prison. (laughs) (laughs) Local terrorist. Yes. Yes. That's the type of terrorism we specialize in, eh? Trying to make his way to the big leagues. He just terrorizes the local coffee shop. He's got an ankle bracelet, so he's got to stay around here. No, I don't know if you've ever heard of the crime fighter, the Fat Knight. This is Pain. He used to menace the Fat Knight all the time and create hairy situations. It seems he's created a plot to keep Mr. Dandy trapped inside by creating this prison with different layers of criminal aspects. Perhaps you guys will have to get through all of them to save Mr. Dandy. All right, we do this and we're square for, you know, murdering Mr. Dandy's right-hand man and helping that asshole. Yes, and then he will assist you if you desire to get the Queen Bee back to have all the honey that you bears could ever desire. All right. Okay, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty fair to me. That sounds good from the leader. All right, can we just drive the van into that dude? Uh, he's been taken into custody by the police, but I'm, I'm sure if you want to try to run him over, the you might hurt a guard or two, but it's entirely up to you. Bamboo. No. <laughs> Bamboo's parked, and it's about this time that uh, the head guard turns towards you guys and... Sweet mother of God, the B-team's here. Finally, we got someone who can go inside and take this prison back. You guys, come on out, come on out. We'll explain to you the situation we have going on. We can understand it, correct? Uh, You can understand the basic gist of what he's saying, but you can't really communicate back. Uh, He begins motioning you guys over. I salute him. Let's do it. Right, right. Everything seems to be in place here. Nothing unusual. You guys are a bit hairier than normal, but... I guess that's a little territory that comes with a job, huh? And he pats Bamboo Bigelow on the shoulder. And I kind of, I kind of grin at him and smoke a cigar. Like, yeah. <laughs> right, right. This one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, guys. So we got about seven floors here. The first floor we control. We got it back. So uh, we have access for you guys. The security monitors, things like that. You guys can kind of see what's going on each floor, should you desire. Uh, but it's we gotta take back all seven layers of this uh, prison on the top floor. Don't worry about that. That's just Mr. That's Mr. Dandy. A special thing for the Privileged family. We have to keep him isolated and contained up there all by himself. But we need to get back the rest of this prison. We need to maintain order. We need to get we need to get our jail back. Are you guys up to the task? Yeah. I mean, I hand him the keys and then I make a, a gesture of a steering wheel, like I'm I'm trying to get him to valet my car. Uh, yeah, you want to spark the car? Not, not, not a problem at all there. Uh, I'll do it for you personally, so that way you know it's done right as he pats you on the shoulder again. Uh, he walks away and begins to valet your car as you guys are faced with the front of the prison. You can see the first floor is kind of vacant, and there's just kind of like a security console in the center of the first floor. So we basically just need to fight our way up to the top floor. It seems like that's what you might have interpreted from everything that this police officer to explain to you, or the security guard. Well, Snowpoke, you're the smart one. What do you think? Any place he can hack into? I think we just gotta go straight in there and fight our way up to the top. No, we don't have any weapons. Are there any weapons that a bear could potentially use, Joe? Maybe bear mace? There are not. You don't have opposable thumbs, so it'd be kind of hard. Like, you can try to grab things if you want. I mean, with the gear you have on, you feel like you should be sufficient just being bears and able to handle your your business. 
Well, we know Bam Bam's already. He's a killing machine. If you want to look for something in particular, you can roll criminal and see if you find it. Oh, my hands are registered deadly weapons, guys. I got this. No, I was just wondering. I mean, so what are we supposed to do? Take the elevator? So you guys bypass the security uh, monitoring system in the middle of the first floor and begin heading towards the elevator on the back. It only has the option to go up to the second floor. Okay. Okay. Uh, there are no stairs in this prison. Listen, we need to go up to the second floor. That's as high as we can get right now. We'll find another way up there. Well, I think Snowpoke brought his peace pipe. We can get higher than that. Let's, let, <laughs> let us go. When we get in the elevator, can we all fit in the elevator and go up to... Uh... Yeah, all of you all, all of you easily kind of squishing yourselves in there can all uh, fit into the elevator. Good thing I'm a little honey badger. <laughs> so you all get up on the elevator and go up to the second floor of the prison. As you get out, there is a long, dark hallway that has double doors at the end of it, about 30 feet down. I bet there's a staircase at the end of that, end of this hallway through those doors. Well, you go first then, check it out. Man, I'm the smart one, I'll go first, I don't care. Watch me go. Someone else stand behind him, I'm not gonna do it again. So, so soon as you begin walking forward, you push open these double doors in front of you. You see three gentlemen and one lady sitting at a table. These people are all dressed in fancy suits and fancy attire. And the one of the males begins to address you. Welcome, Welcome to, to the bite, bite take, take, guys. guys. You, you, sir. <laughs> I'm assuming you want to get up to the top floor of the prison. Right there, sir. Just give me a head nod if you understand what I'm saying there. Yeah, yeah. Can I just... Can I just kind of nod at him? Like, I'm kind of confused, but understand-ish? Yes. Uh, as you nod at him, he goes, All right, buddy. This is what we need you to do. You and your team need to give us a great business idea that we can take once we get out of this place and make millions of dollars. If we like the idea, you guys go on to the third floor. All right, I take my candy that allows us to speak common, and I dream it. I- Cram it in Suna's mouth. Hey, you're gonna need this big guy. <coughs> well, sir. <laughs> Me and my friends have scientifically proven a perfect idea for all of those bears that you want to keep safe that keep climbing trees and falling out of them onto their big stupid heads and dying on impact. <laughs> Show them the SWAT analysis, Suna. Show them our five-year plan. After the first year, you make all of your investments back. Show them Dave climbing a tree. Second year, second year, you realize the net isn't that durable and you lose a couple more stupid bears, but that's okay, because year three, you bounce back. Year four and five, you triple your investments. But remember, year two, you thin the herd of bears like Tom Fan. All for the price of $1 million in net. Tell him we won't go higher than 12%. So your your business plan, if if I understand this straight, I'm being a smart businessman, is we put these nets around the bases of trees, right? Mm -hmm. And then it saves the smart bears, but the dumb bears are able to filter through this and then (laughs) die on impact. So we have no more dumb bears basically helping our bear ecosystem, which then helps our bear economy with better pelt skins, better... 
that are fur coats, things of that nature, right? But who will fight the bear wars? Yes, yeah, so it's it's simple science. The smaller brains fall straight through the net. Should we give them a demonstration with Tom? Yeah, can you can you show me? Can this little I mean, the bear's bigger than you, but the smaller of the other bears. Can you show me? Can you climb up this tree so I can see this net in action? And and a and he casts a spell, and a, a tree materializes with a net around it inside the the showroom area. Climb the tree, Tom, and do your best. Let me get our stupidest, stupidest bear. Bamboo steps forward. <laughs> Tom fan. All right, I, I can't wait to see this. Let's go. Let let's get this done. You were born for this, Tom fan. You can do it, Tom. All right, here we go. <coughs> you stretch my back out real fast. Oh. We're all counting on you to fail. Oh, I do enjoy retirement. Okay, here we go. Let's climb up this tree here. Oh, look at this. There seems to be a net in the way. Dude, I'm so dumb. I guess I'll just... Oh, look, I seem to fit right through it. Let me keep on climbing. Once you get to the top, if you're going to fall out of it, you can either choose to roll bear or criminal. If you're going to intentionally fall out of it and pretend this is a... Uh, a deception act and it's going to be criminal. If it's going to be you just failing a roll like you normally do, then go ahead and roll bear and see if you fall out of the tree. Hey Snowpoke, if this succeeds, Tom Fan has to die, right? Like that's kind of what I'm getting from this, right? He must die. Hey Tom, you're doing perfectly fine. Everything's going to be fine, Tom Fan. <laughs> Took quite a dark turn here, didn't we? You know what? We, we need to move on with this thing here, so I'm gonna just fake this real good and, and just pretend as if I fell and maybe do a, a fake death. Go ahead and roll criminal then. Oh, success. You're successfully able to trick this gentleman into believing that it works. Can you paint a real nice picture of him tumbling down the tree and falling to his fake death? You go and pretend to break yourself off branch breaks underneath your foot and you've fallen out of many of trees you know how this goes you bounce off of every single branch on the way down to in order to control your fall your back slams into one your face slams into one your ass slams into one as you land on this net and then bounce off the net and land on homer simpson falling down springfield forge <laughs> yes exactly yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. that's going to leave a mark see look he's stupid and now he's dead it worked <laughs> i assume you're going to eat your gobstopper right now as you lick your wounds? Yes. Okay, so again, go to four and two again. The gentleman begins to address you. Wow, that has to be one of the smartest bears ever to control his fall like that. <laughs> I like it. I love it. That means smart bears are going to live. They're going to be able to succeed. You're saying this is a multi-million dollar idea? I love it. I'm going to invest in you guys. When we get out of here, you guys look me up. My name is Rick Cuban. Right? Look me up. I'm going to invest in your guys' company. We are going to be millionaires. Go ahead and take that elevator up over there. Get to the third floor. Do you have a card or email address? <laughs> I will add you on LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, I don't understand what this guy's saying. Uh, Little Bear, did you want to talk for this guy? What's he trying to say to me? I don't speak that language. Give him our Venmo! <laughs> he said, uh... We'll catch you on the Facebook. We gotta get the hell out of here. Thank you for your hospitality. Here's my business card. You guys have a wonderful day. <laughs> you guys all exit away as the spotlights fades to black as you guys approach this other elevator. Get on and go to the third floor. As you guys get off the elevator to the third floor, similar hallway that leads to double doors in front of you guys. I say we make this furry little turd try to hit the next button. See if he can reach it, you little bastard. Listen, I got us to the last floor. I'll do this one again myself. As you do that, 
Suna, that you feel the candy that was shoved into your mouth no longer active. Like, you can't really speak and understand these humans very well the way that you were. You feel this magical feeling dissipate from you. You open up the doors to the next room, Suna leading the way uh, with the other four of you behind him. And you see three people taking control as they begin dancing in the middle of the room. You see a female as she's led by two other males as they're dancing. Hey, hey, let me go try to talk to this, this lady over here real quick. You, you need to back the fuck up away from me, okay? I'm Kelly, this is my boy Ozone and Turbo, and if you're gonna step up to this, you better step up correct, and you better be able to move and dance with the Electric Boogaloo crew. Oh, snap. Can I just look at them with wide eyes and then run back to my group to tell them what happened? Uh, yeah, you begin running away, and she goes, Yeah, you better step up right next time. Come correct. Bamboo understands what's going on. He turns his hat sideways. <laughs> Did we just get served? I've read about this, eh? I asked Grizz if I can borrow one of his chains, if maybe he could hand out a couple of his gold chains to the rest of us uh, so we can look like a crew. If you got a bracelet, that'll fit this little bastard. All right, I'm kind of hesitant about sharing some of these sweet chains, but... I just need one chain. You don't want two chains? I hand out chains. We need somebody to take their candy so we can communicate with the humans. I gave mine to uh, Suna. I think we can save the candies. We just need to dance better than these guys. Yeah, let's try to dance without talking. You got a necklace I could borrow? Or a bracelet so I could wear it as a necklace, please? Give me something. All right, here you go. I give, uh, I give, uh, I think I have, I stole enough chains. It's about 30 kilograms of change. That's right. I, uh, I'm Canadian and use the metric system. So we could try to get suited up like we're a, we're a crew and, and I got my gloves on and smoking my cigar. It's, you know, a step forward. Yeah, Bamboo's got his hat turned sideways. He's got one pant leg rolled up. All right, so what are we going to do? How are we going to beat him? I don't know a lot about uh, human dancing, eh? Uh, this oh, this is what they call uh, break dancing. So, we are going to have to do a lot of spinning on our backs and our heads. Anybody that got cardboard? I've seen that on YouTube. Oh, they this group already has a bunch of cardboard uh, spread out all over the ground. You can see them. They're popping, locking, moving. They're doing flips. They're moving in sync with each other. But they're actually giving each other time to solo out in front of the other ones and. They're captivating this whole room. It seems no one wants to step up to the Electric Boogaloo crew. Hold on, wait. I don't know about you, Suna, but this is what dancing is. In the circus, they made us do this kind of crap all the time, eh? Here's what we should do. The group here, we all were circus bears. We have many acrobatic routines. I suggest that you, uh, tiny uh, anal squirrel, you... (laughs) Should be the soloist. <laughs> and me? so we will do group moves in our pyramid yes. of bears. Uh, and then you okay. will solo out and uh, just go totally uh, buck wild on their asses. I will need a white glove with some rhinestones on the glove if you want me to properly dance. Okay, so I have my Hannibal gloves on. Can I take one of my Hannibal gloves off and turn it inside out and hope the inside is... Uh, that that will do. That will do for me. And hope the inside is covered in rhinestones. Is that what you're hoping? Or just it's good enough for this creature to. Or kind of glittery, so it looks like it. 
Go ahead and roll luck. Call high or low and roll a d6. Uh, one of you. D6, I rolled a high. I rolled a six. I mean, it's furry inside, like the inside of a, a glove. Like, it's kind of got some, a little pizzazz to it. You know, the, it's got the inner lining is a different color, so it's like got black trim. But it's like white with black trim, but there's not anything shiny about it. I offer it to him anyway. I say, here is the inside of my glove. I, th- I think that's not what I usually use, but there's enough sweat in there that it's glistening enough to carry me through this performance. He turned it inside out like your butt, so it'll be comfortable for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If I have to take this competition to a double hand twerk, we all gonna win. You know what I'm saying? Listen, <laughs> a- as a contingency plan, if we are going to lose, please express your glands. I will express my glands, but you have to get out of the room in full seconds. You have full singing tops. Can do. I will moonwalk my ass out of here. <laughs> All right, so we step up to this crew and try to challenge them with our body language. What does the dance kind of look like to you guys? What are what are the background dancers doing? And then, Suna, you describe what you were doing after that. The way that I visualize the... the... I think you guys all throw me out there, and I, I you guys throw me like 50 feet. Okay. And then I do the worm in the middle of them. And then you guys all run out and do the robot slash wave, and then you slap them at the end of the wave. That sounds good to me. I also think we should do something where we create, you know, uh, some kind of bear pyramid. But, but, but with Dave, Dave Callens on top, the panda, it's backwards, like a backwards pyramid. A reverse pyramid is what you guys are trying to do? We want to do a move that we've pulled off before in the circus, you know? So, for this, you all are going to make luck checks. It's going to be group luck checks. So three of, the, go one at a of time. the five oh, of you have to succeed in your luck check. So... Grizz, go ahead and give me a luck check. Call high or low. Hi. <laughs> That's one failure. Oh, no. <laughs> Tom Fan, give me a luck check. Call high or low. Low. That is a... Two failures. Two failures. Suna, go ahead and give me a luck check. Call high or low. I'm going to call high. That is one That's success. One. Snowpoke, give me a luck check. Call high or low. I'll call low. Three. You were successful. That's two successes and two failures. Bamboo Bigelow, this all comes down to you and what you call here. Give me a luck check. Call high or low. Low. Oh, massive fail. Ah, oh, God damn it, dude. Oh, you bum. So you guys all take a limb of Suna and begin rocking him back and forth and chuck him out into the middle of the dance floor. Suna begins breakdancing, popping and locking uh, in the middle of the floor as he's soon joined by all of you guys. As you guys all move in sync, but give Suna his chance to shine, you guys all go into your pyramid. The weight is too much for Suna to hold, and you guys all collapse on top of him. I'm gonna give you one one chance to get out of this Suna. Uh, since you can express your anal glands, Give me another luck check to see if it sprays into their eyes and gives you guys a chance to break towards the elevator. Break that ass. Hi. God damn it, Bijan. You go to try to shoot your anal, anal glands and nothing comes out. They begin surrounding you. You're all talk about them anal glands, Suda. All talk. Man, I got, I got, I got stage fright. And all of us fall to the ground and this whole pyramid like just destroys. 
Can we also like lay on the ground like we're posing, like in that like <laughs> yeah. laying to the side, you know, with one hand up, like like we meant to. Yeah, there there's a cloud of dust at the moment, so go ahead and everybody give me one more luck check. One through three is you guys don't land in a good pose. Three through six, uh, you guys land in a perfect pose. So you're trying to roll high, as all of you are rolling low, 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 low. low, low. low. Everybody got low. Jesus Christ. You guys look like... <laughs> Plan B, let's kill him. Most of you, most of you guys are, are bleeding from the, the mouth, the face. Most of you guys, because you guys were upside down, inverted, are just bleeding on the ground. Suda bladed from the ass. <laughs> Every single one of us failed. That's amazing. Yeah, the, the leader is coming up to address you guys. Wow, that that is the worst performance that I've ever seen. I thought you guys had it for a moment. For one moment, I thought you had it, and then you guys just went and messed the whole damn thing up. I don't take politely to criticism. Can I grab Suna and just throw him at the leader? Go ahead and roll criminal to throw the other bear. And miss. <laughs> you throw Suna fail. at the leader, <laughs> Kelly, and completely miss. Oh, shit. Sorry, Suna. Can I try to express my asshole again as I fly by her, though? Crop dust. <laughs> yes. You have a true choice of anything that you want to roll on this. <laughs> oh, I'm three and three. Doesn't matter then. I'll roll criminal. Hey, got it. Success. Yeah, you let out a huge cloud of your express anal glands as you fly by them. You land face first into the <laughs> elevator and hit the button as the doors begin to open. Oof. Nice. The rest of you see a straight shot to get onto this elevator. Oh god, that's bad. Oh, that's bad. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> the problem is you gotta walk through this cloud of ass juice as you... You know, all that failure though was worth it for the visual of him crop dusting as he flies through the air. <laughs> oh. I get down low and scurry as quickly as I possibly can. And I try to crane my neck up very high, as high as I can. I try to breathe the air at the ceiling. You guys still are going to smell like some anal juice, but you all successfully make it through this fart cloud and onto the elevator as the rest of the dancers begin rushing the elevator door as it closes. You hit the button to go up to the fourth floor. Once you arrive on the fourth floor, the elevator doors open. It's another hallway that leads to double doors, and you can hear the revving of engines on the other side. That was horrible. All right, Bamboo, looks like uh, they got engines over there. This might be your... uh... Might be your thing. Well, let's go check it out, eh? Uh, as you guys open up the double doors, do you see ramps have been set up all over this room, and there's dirt bikes kind of just jumping from all different sides and creating these this spectacular show in the middle. All of a sudden, you see little toy cars being led down these ramps and jumping over, and people crashing in spectacular fashion on the other side. You see go-karts going over these ramps. It, it's, it's like a veritable circus in there of cars. It's at that point one of the guys on a motorcycle comes up and begins talking to you. His name is Tarvis Pastrana. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to the Right Bro Circus floor. On this floor, you gotta do sick tricks or we kill ya. So, who's up? Who's doing some sick tricks first? Bamboo uh, cracks his knuckles. Is it just me, or is it jail badass? <laughs> jail is hell. This this pain guy really let us set up our own thing here, so we're we're in heaven. Look, all you guys really have to do, if you guys want to get up to the next floor, I understand this is a party here, but some people choose to go to the next floor. 
You just gotta go off a jump and you either crash in spectacular fashion or you do a stunt in spectacular fashion and that's how you guys succeed and we know that you guys are righteous bros. I say we all ride on one bike together off one jump. Mmm, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the biggest one, right? So why don't I sit on the bike and then everybody kind of start piling up on my shoulders and form another bear pyramid and... Uh, Let's do it. We can pull off a crazy evil Knievel bear stunt. Tar- Tarvis Pastrana sees you guys all loading onto one of the bikes. I'm not calling you guys fat, but that's a lot of weight for one bike. I got this thing here called the Hell Trike, okay? It could probably hold all of you. Three-wheel trike, it's got a hell of an engine in it. It shoots flames out the back of it. Mmm. But you cannot crash this thing or it'll explode, have some devastating consequences to you guys. That does not sound good. Right? You, you guys can crash on the other things if you guys are all going to do your own things, but if you guys all want to go together, you guys are going to have to use this hell bike, right? And it's going to hurt you a lot if you guys fail. So you guys have to make sure you do the sickest of stunts while you're up there and land spectacularly. What do you guys say? Should we try the sickest of stunts? Hell track! Hell track! Hell track! Listen, I don't know what that annoying voice was, but I say we do the hail track. All right, is there some kind of loop that we can drive it through to try to do a like a full loop-de-loop or some sort of ramp that we can j- drive it off for a flip? You are looking around and you find the loop-de-loop. So it has a tall ramp that you can drive up to, go down, do hit the loop-de-loop, then hit a ramp to do a sick trick and land on the other side. You only live once. Let's do this shit. I hope we don't have to jump a shark, eh? Tom Pham has died a couple times already. Oh yeah, is there a shark? <laughs> <laughs> is Fonzie in this with us? You guys want to jump over a shark pit? We got it, man. We'll wheel it out. You see them wheel out a large pool over the jump pit. Uh, how many sharks you guys want? Uh, all of them. Let's get all of them. All of the sharks. Maximum number of sharks would be nice. This show metaphorically jumped the shark a couple episodes back. (laughs) He just fills the entire bottom of the pit with hundreds of sharks. The sharks are like attacking each other and attacking up in the air, just trying to bite anything that they can bite onto. There's not even water, it's just sharks. Yeah, it's all sharks. You guys are going to land in sharks if you mess this up. All right, so uh, Bamboo, am I taking that you're going to be driving again? Yes. Go ahead and give me a criminal roll with advantage. Uh, Let's see... Got it on the first roll. So yeah, you were successful. You were set up at the top of this ramp. You you feel like you know the characteristics of the loop-de-loop, and you know the characteristics of the ramp you have to hit after that, that you're going to successfully drive this hell bike over the jump. It seems like you may need some help, though, to do the sickest of tricks. You're not going to kill us, eh, Bamboo, are you? Not all of you. <laughs> uh, is anyone aiding in this sick stunt? I think you guys should let me go do the flip and then catch me on the flip end. You guys, I can I can drive really well, but it's up to you to make the trick work. I gotta concentrate on hitting the landing. I wanna take Tom Fan and with my feet like he's a barrel, rolling Tom Fan and he's while he's rolling me, I wanna put Thune on top of that and him rolling the other way. So a triple barrel roll, and then Snowpoke, what are you going to be doing during this? I think Snowpoke at the end, I think you should slam dunk Tom down into the sharks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, just like we did back in the circus. Sounds like a bad idea. Um, Alright, so that's the plan you guys have going into it. Uh, Let's see how that works. (laughs) 
Bamboo Bigelow goes to the top of the ramp and begins driving down and accelerating at top speed. He goes and he hits the loop-de-loop, builds up speed, and then hits this ramp, begins to go in midair. Grizz, you are juggling Tom Fan, so you can either roll bear with advantage or you can roll luck. Oh, what are we doing, bear with advantage? Uh, you got successfully on your first roll. You began balling up Tom Fan, and Tom Fan is, is circling in the air. Just like we used to do, Tom, remember. Tom, you are you are doing circles in the in air trying to juggle another bear, so you can either roll one of your skills at disadvantage or take a luck roll. He's more of a weasel than luck anything. Alright, call higher low and roll d6. Uh, low. Yeah! A one, very successful, yeah. In between your rotating barrel rolls, you're able to kick Suna up in the air. Suna, see if you're able to maintain balance. You can roll bear or you can roll a luck roll. Up to you. That's a failure. So as you are being kicked uh, up in the yeah, air, you begin up. to lose your balance. Snowpoke, you see oh, Suna being launched off the back of the bike behind you. Do you still want to do your sick pose or are you going to do something to try to save Suna. Guide him towards the shark-infested waters. Yeah, instead of doing my sick pose, I want to try to uh, save the Suna. He can make it look like part of the trick, though. I want to stand up and grab Suna with one paw and flip him around my back with the other paw and then put him <laughs> back to where he was. Roll luck for that, or you can roll criminal or bear, whatever you prefer. I'll say bear because you're saving one of your own, and criminal because this is a badass stunt, so it's more of a criminal thing. Yeah, I'll say crim. I'll do a criminal roll. Oh. Uh, as you go and reach out for, damn it, Suna, <laughs> you miss his hand, and you actually begin to let go of the back of the bicycle. I'm gonna say, Bamboo Bigelow, you see this. You know that this thing has a lot of power in it, so you can kind of adjust mid-flight to what you think that you can kind of do here. So, yeah, I can kind of do like a trike tabletop, kick it off to the side move, and try to catch them both on the back. All right, so go ahead and give me a criminal roll to kick this bike out, or give me a luck roll to kick the bike out. You have advantage on bike on driver rolls, so you have advantage on your criminal roll. We're already in the air during the tr- doing the trick. My criminal is at five. You see Tom Fan's everlasting honey stopper falling out of his pocket. I catch it in my mouth like Popeye's spinach. All right, so you're at four and two, and go ahead and give me a roll with advantage. <laughs> Suck on it! Ooh, got it on the second one. Success. You taste a little bit of what you believe to be bare ball sack on this everlasting <laughs> honey stopper. <laughs> you believe. But Suck it, on it, my dusty nuts! But it brings you back enough bear that you are able to successfully whip the back of the, the bike out, allowing Snowpoke to catch onto the back of it. But also the taste makes me feel like I'm gonna save Snowpoke and let Tom Fam go. I'm just kidding, I'll get them both. So, Snowpoke and Suna, I need both of you to roll luck. One of you needs to succeed in order for, for Suna not to land into the shark pit. So, high or low, roll a d6. High. Okay, I'm gonna call low. You were successful. He's got it. Go ahead, but see, see if it turns into an even sicker stunt. Ooh, got it. This looks like how you wanted it to look initially. You look like you completely let go of the bike intentionally. Then you reach out and grab Suna, swing him around your back, and then attach him onto the motor- motorcycle. As And then you're able to pull both of you back onto the motorcycle as the motorcycle lands seamlessly at, on the other side of the ramp. 
you guys are on the other side of the ranch as Tarvis Pastrana runs up to you guys. That was the sickest stunt I have ever freaking seen. I don't even know what to name that stunt. You guys have a name for it? I just roar loudly. Yeah, we all roar simultaneously. Like... And then I fart. Oh, good God, dear Suna. I'm gonna call that the terrifying shit, because that's what you guys just did to me, is the terrifying shit. <laughs> okay. There's the elevator over there to the, the fifth floor. Uh, go ahead and, and make your way over there. All right. We head what on to the elevator. Do they just not know we're bears? Like, is that something? <laughs> These disguises are very good. As you guys head up to the fifth floor, you guys get out, open up the double doors. You can see a group of well-dressed gentlemen sitting in the cafeteria area of the jail. As you walk in, they address you. Are you the gentleman that we sent for here to get into the lunchroom to steal the delicious food in there, the aged meats, the pastrami, the rye, the meats, the spaghetti, things for us to eat and enjoy? I gotta pop that little verbal translator. I guess I'll address these guys. Hello, yes, yes, we are here for the meats. That probably sounds like an Arby's commercial, but that is the case. That is why me and these other large, hairy individuals have come all this way. I knew paying off the guards a proper amount of money to get a specialized crew in here to break into the food storage area of this prison would pay off. We've had many of my men attempt to get the foods, the meats, and everything from this prison for us to enjoy, but they've all perished. We need a thief of, of high caliber and high renown to go in there and steal these delicious things for us. Well, you're in luck. Hey, I got, I need some crucial information here. One, where is it? And two, what's in the way of me getting into it? I can't understand this little one. Can you interpret for him? Yes, this little uh, jabbering idiot here. (laughs) (laughs) Would uh, would like to know if you have any honey or any trees that are very easy to climb. Since they can't understand us, while they're talking, I'm going to look at Snowball. You want me to just kill these guys? No, do not kill them uh, yet. Let's wait. I said that in the wrong language. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's hilarious. (laughs) I I try to find out as many details about uh, the, the meat locker that we're supposed to break into and where it is, what's in the way of getting to it and how to get there and... So the meat locker, we've successfully unlocked the door, but there's some unknown tripwires in there, possibly made by lasers that we cannot see. One man has gotten past the lasers. I was not there observing, so I do not know how he did it. But then he was cut in half by a guillotine, possibly activated by a pressure plate. So we just need these traps turned off to allow us to go in there so we can get our meats, our pastas, our spices, so we can feed ourselves. All right, we are going to have to go all Catherine Zeta-Jones on this one. What movie is this? She dips beneath lasers. All right, I think all of us need to go over there so I can figure out a way to deactivate these lasers, avoid the pressure plates, and get to the cured meats. Agreed. Agreed. Point us in the direction of uh, yonder door. 
He points you guys towards the kitchen area. You can see there's a metal double door that looks like any old kitchen and leads towards the back. Prison meats are known for being the best, eh? All right, come this way, boys. Let's do this. Unbearables. Let's go. As you guys approach the area, you can see there is a metal cage. Inside the metal cage, there's a couple of corpses lying in the entryway. And in the back, you can see several racks of dried meats hanging up, as well as several pasta, spices, herbs, anything any good chef would need in order to cook a meal. I see uh, there are dead bodies and... Uh, the, the gentleman has followed you guys into the room. Yes, these are the bodies of my party members who have failed at, at getting the meats. As you can see, these guys were cut in half by some lasers, and the gentleman over there was cut in half by a guillotine. I have not had the ability to retrieve my friends out of there and, and give them the proper burial that they need. Hey, guys, he said burial. Uh, <laughs> Good one. I, yeah, I look around to see if there's any computers or machinery or any kind of terminals that I think would possibly run a laser or security, anything. Give me a criminal roll to see if you can find a hatch, the control, like an electrical panel hatch. Okay. Booyah, I rolled a one. As you go around to the back of this cage, you find a little floor panel disguised to blend in with the floor and pop it up. You now have a bunch of wires in front of you. It looks like they might control the lasers inside the room. Um, okay, I'm going to try to hack into this. Go ahead and roll criminal with advantage then. Uh, you now have four points in criminal, by the way. Yeah you, yeah, you are able to reach into these wires and you are able to connect two of them. There's like a yellow and green wire that you connect together and it short circuits the entire laser system. You now no longer have to worry about that. Okay, am I now at five criminal and... Hey, that was a great job you did there. Here, as a reward, why don't you uh, suck on this gobstopper I got here? It's made of honey. I don't like the beginning of that phrase, but thank you. You reach into your pocket and you do not find a everlasting honey stopper. Still in Bamboo's mouth. Hey! Oh, really? Bamboo, did you... I, I, I spit it out. I'm like, sorry, buddy, here you go. Is there any left? Yeah, it's an everlasting honey stopper. There's oh, good. Okay, well, I'm going to get some of that action. Uh, you swap spit with... Super gross. I wipe it off. Does it still taste like <laughs> Tom Fan's balls? <laughs> it doesn't taste quite as much as it used to, but you, you have a hint of bear nut on there. Disgusting. <laughs> Not as salty, but almost. <laughs> all right. So I go to four and two. Tom Fan, you get the all clear from Snowpoke that the lasers have been deactivated. So you just have to worry about a unknown pressure plate inside the room. I kind of elbow Snowpoke in there. He's like, hey, turn him back on when he's out there. <laughs> Why are you trying to kill me this whole goddamn game? <laughs> so, Tom Fan, are you doing anything at this point? Yeah, I'm going to look around. And, uh, let me just take a peek around here and see if I can figure out where that pressure plate is. Now, you think that was... Wait a second. I think if... Is there a way where y'all might be able to throw me to the other side of the room? As soon as he says that, I grab him and throw him. Huh? Yeah, easy enough. Uh, you throw him and you toss him. He's now amongst all the meats. Uh, there's still now, there's, now there's a pressure plate between the rest of the group and Tom Fan, who's now in the meat area. Throw back some pastrami, eh? And I start throwing back meats left and right. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll criminal for this and see how successful you are at throwing all the meats back. Four and I'm at four, so got it. Easy enough, you are strong enough to throw all these meats back. Go ahead and put another roll in a criminal, or another point in a criminal. Easy enough, you guys create an assembly line and are able to extract all the meats 
in there, you actually find... Uh, give me a luck roll to see if you find something special in there. Low. <laughs> uh, you, you start smelling honey, but you can't find the source of the honey as you finish throwing the last of the items back there. If it's sense honey, that's his special ability, a sense honey. Yeah, that's my special ability. Do I get the roll for advantage? Yeah, go ahead and roll advantage then on your luck roll to sense honey. Hi. Successful. Yes, you you actually smell and you find this honey. You find a jar of honey that one of your allies can uh, can now have if you get your everlasting honey stopper back. As you guys finish bringing out all the food, I can't throw you back. You're still stuck on the other side, but the the gentleman comes. Thank you for getting us this gracious food. I I truly appreciate it. The elevator is all yours whenever you're ready. Well, were you really gonna stop us? We'll get you on the way back, Tom. <laughs> Tom, are you going with the rest of the group towards the elevator, or how are you getting back across? I'm going to try to uh, fling myself using one of the dried meats, swinging back and forth and creating momentum as to throw myself across the room and land with my cohorts. Yeah, most people, instead of a javelin, they just use deli meats or something. It's just the same basic thing. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. I like that better. Seven feet of sausage. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, the, the original pole vault was actually a big salami back in the ancient Greece. <laughs> Meat vaulting. Go ahead and roll bear for me whenever you're ready. Uh, you swing and you're on this meat and you are about to fall and land in the middle of where this pressure plate might be. I'll allow one of you an action to try to save Tom Fan as he begins falling probably to a certain death in the middle of this, this pressure plated area. I will try... An acrobatic criminal move to reach out and... Go ahead and roll criminal. Success. Success. You are standing You are standing near the front of the cage. You see Tom begin falling towards the middle area. You do a quick barrel roll, reach out and catch Tom's tiny body in your hand and pull him back over to safety. That was called a barrel roll. God, I hate you all. And you guys are able to move on to the next floor. You guys are on the sixth floor now, and on the sixth floor you can hear a bunch of metal clanging around on the other side of the double doors when you get off the the elevator. I think this is the floor that's finally going to kill Tom. (laughs) (laughs) We've been trying. Yeah, he's allergic to metal, so that's good. All right, before we go too far, I need a little more honey, if you could. I'm at five and one here. You still got my gobstopper. Oh, can I stop some gob? Yes, you can use the gobstopper again. I'm at four and two then. Here you go. Hey, Snowpoke, pass that gobstopper over here. I can do some. So you guys go into this room. You see two men lifting weights. They are dressed in singular unitards and with one strap over the sh- shoulder. And as they're lifting weights, they're going, Ho, 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 hey, ho, 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 ho. And they're lifting these weights over their heads. Well, these guys like to bulk like me. <laughs> they're uh, gain- getting sick gains. As you walk into the room, they point at you, Grizz. Hey, you there, you there, chubby one. Would you like to become buff like one of us? Ho, Check my pockets for my candy and I don't find it, so I just flex. Oh, you think you're you're as strong as one of us there, hey, hoppo? I nod my head yes and roar. <sighs> then come on in. If you can beat us in a feat of strength, then we'll allow you up to the next floor. Be, be careful. The next floor is quite deadly. The feats of strength. I think I got this, guys. I uh, confidently stroll up to the uh, strongman. All right, this first test, 
My buddy Phineas here will begin throwing weights, and it's whoever can stand holding the most weight at one time, whoever holds the most weight, will be the victor, and they will get to go to the next floor if that is you. You're just a freaking human. I got this, guys. No problem. Phineas turns to his buddy Tiberius. Are you ready? You take the first weight. He goes and he grabs a hundred pound weight and tosses it into the air and it lands on Tiberius's hands as he holds it above his head. You there, fat one, are you ready? Yeah, I think that's me. This is only like 66 kilograms. I got this, yeah, bring it. I want to pick up Phineas with one arm and Tiberius with the other arm. Pick him up <laughs> while they're holding the weights. Wow. Are you trying to be terrifying while doing this? Oh yeah. Okay, so go ahead and give me a barrel roll at advantage. We rolled a one. Nice. Successfully, yes. As Phineas goes to grab another 200-pound plates and hold them above his head to toss them to you, you pick up both of them with ease and begin juggling them around in your hands. <laughs> you, in your own bare way, begin going, hop, 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 <laughs> as you juggle them up in the air. Hop, hop, ho, ho, hoser. <laughs> Fantastic. As you set them down, well, you may be a fat one, but you certainly are strong. Strong enough to go up to the next floor. As they open up the elevator for you guys, you guys are now up to the seventh floor of the elevator. I wish I spoke common. I wish I could hear the praise they mounted on me and my chiseled physique. <laughs> <laughs> you then go up to the seventh floor. As the elevator doors open, another double door in front of you on the other side of the door you can just hear crowds cheering yelling screaming rooting for somebody and then you hear a slow chant of kumate 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 i think we got to break some bricks on the other side of this i feel like one of you guys should break down the door i grab tom fan and throw him through the door <laughs> I like that. Yes. uh tom fan go ahead and give me a luck check to see if you're injured by this call higher low and then roll a d6 hello and lo, it is, yes, you nice. barrel through this door and land skidding into the center. When you look around, you're in the center of a fighting ring. He's very hard to kill. <laughs> in front of you is a barrel-chested man. He's short in stature, but very strong indeed. He's got a bandana, a black bandana, wrapped around his right leg and a bandana wrapped around his forehead. It looks like a Harley Davidson type bandana is right wrapped around his right leg. Above him in a banner, it says, Welcome to the Kumite, the final blood sport. Oh, uh, Tom Fan's done. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we put all our money on the other guy? The barrel-chested man looks at Tom Fan and then looks at the rest of the group. One of you will fight me to the death. Choose your combatant to get to the final floor. It's Tom, right? It's going to be Tom. <laughs> I mean, I think he he's already out there, right? I mean, I mean, it's it's the easiest. I got huge paws. I'll take him. A honey badger is pretty terrifying. You know what? I think I could go for the nuts. I'm gonna try to fight him. I guess. I'm just gonna be breaking bricks over here. You guys can fight whoever. Snowpoke, I think you could do it. You know that hard candy that I had? It's a jawbreaker from Mr. Dandy's Candy Factory. You still nice. in possession of it. Can I use that, like, maybe, you know, wrap my hands like a boxer would, but put the jawbreaker in there so when I so I hit him, I can hit him with a friggin' jawbreaker? He sees you wrapping your hands, and he's like, oh, so you want to mix Van Damme movies up, huh? And he begins wrapping his hands together and then dipping them in broken glass. glass. He's going to dip them in glass? That's <laughs> a bitch. Yeah, he dips them in some glue and then dips them in some glass. Okay. 
And then I start doing the splits like every Van Damme movie. <laughs> you do the splits and dip your hands into the glass as well. So You remember the movie Hot Shots when yeah. they were doing the parody of this? He was dipping in hands in caramel and then sprinkles? Yeah, that's what I want to do. Honey, I want to do the splits and then, yeah, like dip some fondue. You'll have advantage on your attack roll since you are using a, a weapon that he's not using. So... It'd be more like an advantage on a criminal role that involves fighting. So he goes and he punts Tom Fan out of the ring. Tom Fan, give me another luck roll to see if you're injured. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, got it. He punts you and you land into the arms of... He does a superhero landing. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man landing. Yeah, he punches you up into the air and you come down with a superhero landing, landing on a fist and a knee, and then look <laughs> up at, at this gentleman with a broad chest and just give him a solemn nod. I am Iron Bear. So, Snowpoke, you approach this gentleman in the ring as he takes a fighting stance in front of you. Uh, he reaches into his belt and then thrust his hand out towards you. Go ahead and give me a luck roll to see if you're able to dodge what he's throwing at you. Call higher low. Like low, and uh, oh, I rolled a four. Also, was Bijan going to try to, to smoke the guy? Are we just going to anal gland this guy? He can do that right after this, but he reaches into his waistband, pulls out a unknown powdered substance and throws it into your eyes as he begins circling <laughs> around you, punching you several times in the chest. <laughs> Suna, you may make an action from here if you're Ah, uh, yeah, I'm going to do the anal gland right now. Blast his ass! Yeah, like a t-shirt gun? Since your bear can express his anal glands, I'll say you can roll bear to do this with advantage since you're being helped out by somebody, or you can make a criminal roll just regular. Can I use Suna's ass like a t-shirt cannon? Four criminal, two bear. So go ahead and roll criminal at advantage then would be the... Got it. Success on your first one. Good job. Oh, there. Good to go. Yeah, you get picked up by Grizz, and he begins lifting your tail up and pushing on your stomach and just expresses anal glads. So now there's two blind combatants in the middle of this ring. There's anal juice. Oh, shit. I shot Snowpoke. <laughs> Grizz is slightly confused as both, as both combatants are rubbing their eyes in the center of the ring. I'll say you guys equally both come out of this blindness at around the same time. Snowpoke, what are you doing? It's up to you on your action. So I want to punch him with my jawbreaker. Go ahead and, and roll criminal then for me, uh, with advantage. I want to hit him in the jaw if possible. Oh, the irony. Do a criminal roll with advantage and he will make a luck roll to see if he gets knocked out. First roll is a two. That is a success. He's going to see if he maintains consciousness. On a one through three, he loses consciousness. On a four through six, he is still fighting you. Yeah, you hit him in the jaw, he still stands up. He then takes two punches to you and cracks you in the face, slicing your face open with the broken glass on his gloves. If he hits you next round, you're gonna have to start making consciousness throws. So it's up to you this round to try to knock him out again or change up your tactic if that's what you wanna do. Can I get a honey a honey infusion here, Joe? Yeah, if that's what your action is going to be, is to... I think I have to, because otherwise I can't think of any other I can throw you the gobstopper. I'll say if another bear wants to do an action to assist you, so Tom, go ahead and give me a criminal roll to throw the gobstopper into Snowpoke's mouth. Four and four. Nice. Yeah, successfully. You look out of the corner of your eye and see this gobstopper going towards your face. You turn and catch it in your mouth. You can feel yourself reset to a little bit more bear. You felt yourself going full criminal for a second, but now you feel yourself going more bail. This this brawl is, is bringing something out of you that makes you want to kill. Go ahead and do your action then. Are you attacking or are you changing what you're you're doing? Well, I'm going to attack him again then. 
Roll criminal at advantage then if you're gonna hit him with the gobstopper or the jawbreaker again. I'm gonna try to jawbreak him, but I'm gonna not crack him. I'm gonna try to actually whack him in the in the sack. Nice. Sack whack. Success. Alright, first one, success. Uh, he's still conscious, he falls to his knees and holds his testicles, throws up slightly, but maintains his consciousness. He's going to use his round to stand back up and get his composure back. You did a smart attack, so you have advantage to attack him again, should you want to try to knock him out. Okay, if I attack him and I succeed, then I go full criminal, because I'm at five and one. Well, you still have the gobstopper in your mouth. No, no, you had the you had the gobstopper, so you have one more in bear, so you should be four two. You can lose your advantage if you decide to suck on the gobstopper some more to bring yourself back to four and two, and then just do a regular criminal roll to try to hit him. I'm gonna do that, and I'm I'm gonna try to finish this guy uh, with the gobstopper uh, to to the temple. I'm gonna try to give me a, a little chop to the side of the head, whack him. Success. So you smash this guy on the top of the head. He's now going to roll a disadvantage to try to maintain his consciousness after being hit in the nuts and now in the head, in the temple. Both of his rolls fail. He passes out in front of you, and the crowd begins yelling around you, Kumate! 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 As you have successfully won the Kumate, they bring down a large panda suit and hand it to you, what an upset. The nine-foot-tall polar bear beat the human. I never saw that coming. I'm glad I didn't bet on this. <laughs> Shut your honey hole. I am the king now. King of the world. Snowpoke, they walk up to you and hand you this panda suit and say, For winning the tournament, you are honored with great and powerful panda suit. Bamboo, I'm sorry I had to see somebody do black and white face. <laughs> <laughs> Bear face. The elevator to the eighth floor opens up. Okay, we take it. You guys all gather together, go up this, the elevator, and get off on the eighth floor. You can see there is a solo figure, a humanoid figure, in the center of a, a platform uh, surrounded by nothingness, just a, a vacant hole uh, below him. Probably magical source, because you know there's a floor below this pit that goes to nothing and this gentleman is chained down to the platform and and held there can i strap suna to my back like john mcclain straps the handgun to his back right before he talks to hans gruber uh yes that's great (laughs) so you have a honey badger duct tape to your back (laughs) don't worry i got a plan suna it's okay i trust you i'm the leader you sure are you sure are big guy yippee ki mofos you just leave from back there. Can I uh, get a good suck down on this uh, gobstopper while we're in the elevator? Suck on my dusty nuts. Yeah, go ahead. So as you guys are looking at this uh, figure in the center of the platform, a male dressed in a nice suit begins to approach you guys. My name is Warden Hollister. I'd like to thank you all for quelling the uprising in the prisons. Your parents named you Warden and you became a Warden? That's crazy. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying there, young man, but I... I think you should guys should take your candies just because it seems like there's not going to be much after this. Tom Fan, Suna, and Bamboo all still have their candy. Listen, I'm just going to eat my candy right now. You understood everything that he just said to you. Do you choose to respond? <clears throat> Hello, Warden Hollister. I am the leader of this. Since he's strapped to my back, I'm moving my mouth to uh, try to mimic what he says. 
Go ahead and give me a criminal roll to hide this from him and see how well you guys are on this improvised routine. I failed. You, sir, that noise appears to be coming from your back. Uh, may I talk to the, the member that's hiding behind you? I just turn around. It's like the reveal in Total Recall. <laughs> yeah, he's my Quanto. <laughs> I'm the third tit. Ah, uh, yes, the B team. I'm glad I hired you all to quell this prison riot that was going on. You do not need to worry about this floor. This floor I, I self-maintain. Do not worry about this gentleman. He is more than contained. I think we are, we are going to have to escort this prisoner to another location for the main warden's directions. I am the main warden, so that will not be happening today. No, you must. You misunderstood. There's another main warden above all of the wardens. <laughs> uh, are you not the brains of this operation? I was led to believe that the st- the tiny one will be the brains. Listen, I I, I just <laughs> I, I just said I'm the brains. Yes, I, w- I was led to believe that you could understand words that are coming out of my mouth, telling you that I'm the warden. Though it's at this point where the bickering between the warden and Suna that Calliope comes and lands on Snowpoke's shoulder. Uh, Snowpoke, throw the panda suit over to the gentleman in the middle of the ring. He will be able to take care of the problems from here. I do. I I toss that panda suit over to Mr. Dandy. As the suit lands, you can see it begin to autonomize itself and go over, break the shackles on Mr. Dandy's change, and wrap itself around him, turning him into a fat panda bear. (laughs) You see as he, Superman, jumps from the center of the platform in between the warden and the rest of you. You all may go. I have it from here. I'll take this prison down brick by freaking brick. Oh, um, do you know of like a faster way down? He grabs an item from his belt and throws it at the wall as a big explosion from the 8th floor of this facility, giving you guys a way out from the 8th floor. Hey, Tom Fan, jump. If you're okay, we'll jump after you. Don't worry, the net's down there that (laughs) we pitched to those people. Uh, As you guys look down, it seems like the Rick Cuban guy has surrounded the entire prison with a net down at the bottom taking after your guys' smart idea and your guys' billion-dollar business uh, proposition. Oh, nice. The bear-saving nets. The panda begins to square off with the warden as they begin fighting back and forth as you guys make it over towards this exploded hole in the side of the building. Do you guys jump off? I push Pam... (laughs) I push Bam Bam out the door. All right, yeah, he pushes me out, I go. (laughs) But since he pushed me, I'm falling like Hans Gruber at the end of Die Hard. He turns back towards all of you guys as you guys all begin jumping off. Thank you, Unbearables. Consider us even from here, but we'll be having more words getting the Queen Bee back later. As you guys all jump off the eighth story of this prison off Rakatomi Plaza and begin plummeting towards this net, a loud explosion happens behind you as we freeze frame of all of you guys falling out, out the tower to safety as fire is exploding back behind you. Can we retcon it that we all have tied fire hoses around our waists? Yeah, we all have fire hoses. No way, man. I trust our net. I have faith in our product. And I want really, <laughs> like, a really soiled wife beater on. You guys all John McClain it off the top of the building as the explosion happened and swing down and then land upon the net safely. 
that you guys are all able to get into the B-team's van. The guards are none the wiser and speed out of there back to your cave. And that's where we'll pick it up next time on Honey Heist 3. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice adventure. That was that was Fantastic that job, was Joe. When I was holding Suna as a gun, I had a flashback and I was like, I shot a kid. I shot a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I am that kid. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us uh, for the Honey Heist 2. We appreciate your guys' time. This was called The Barely Redeemables. Damien Mercado, where can people find you? Oh, you can find uh, the uh, Grizz Not a Barrington's human counterpart on a science comedy podcast called Science Faction. Oh, they uh, break down the weekly science news and COVID-19 information and throw in some dick jokes for good measure. Yeah, I highly recommend checking that out. You can also tweet us at AwfulDnd. That'd be really uh, great of there, hosers. Dave Wright, where can people find you or Tom Fanna? You can find me on uh, Instagram at the right Dave or Dave Wright on Facebook. Also, look up his comedy album, Suck My Dusty Nuts. Part two. (laughs) (laughs) You might be a sun bear if... (laughs) (laughs) Bijan, where can people find you or Suna? Uh, You can find Suna on Grizz's Back. Uh, You can find me, Bijan's Comedy, all social media, or anywhere in San Diego making fun of Dave Wright. (laughs) Jesse Egan, where can people find you or Snowpoke? You can find Snowpoke uh, meditating in a cave. And uh, you can find me at Jesse Egan Comedy on all social media. And check out my new special at uh, drybarcomedy.com. Please check it out. I can uh, use the views and reviews or maybe the donation, whatever. Whatever it takes, maybe. Please check it out, drybarcomedy.com. Dave Callens, where can people find you or Bamboo Bigelow? Oh, Bamboo is going to be on the fourth floor of the prison because oh, there are some sick ramps and jumps. Also, because it's a prison, he's killed two dudes now. Uh, me, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Sharkodial. Also, um, if you like the podcast, check out our Patreon. We just launched it recently. Uh, we have some cool rewards there. And definitely recommend us to friends. Have your friends download and listen. Leave us reviews. Leave us five-star ratings. We would love that. Thank you so much. And I've been your Bear Master, Joe Camacho. You can find me on Twitter at HotCop69. I recently selected a background and an image for myself. It's been blank for quite some time. Go check it out, see what I picked. Leave some comments. If you find better pictures, let me know, and I can always change it around. Thank you all for listening, and have a wonderful day. Appreciate you. Later, nerds. Later, nerds.
got a friend in meth. You got a friend in meth. You got your troubles, and I've got them too. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for meth. We stick together and we see it through, cause you got a friend in meth. Yeah, you got a friend in meth. Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am, bigger and stronger too. Pretty much everyone, maybe. But none of them will ever love you the way I do. It's me and you, meth. As the years go by, not many, but just a couple. Our friendship will never die, but I'll probably die first. You're gonna see it's our destiny. You got a friend in meth. You got a friend in meth. You got a friend in meth.